This episode of CougarCast is brought to you by Waveform Sleep. Shout out to Waveform Sleep, who are having a warehouse sale on their adjustable power bases. Go to waveformsleep.com and go get your hands on adjustable power base. Anti-snore mode interests you. Maybe it interests the old lady. Maybe it interests your hubby. Who knows? Uh, Anti-snore mode. Uh, Way, way, way more comfortable to watch TV. And also zero-G mode, baby. (laughs) To get all the pressure off those joints. Honestly, I have a waveform sleep adjustable power base in my bed. And it is fantastic. It's an upgrade to my bedroom that I never thought I'd need. But now that I have it, oh, I don't ever want to go back. So go check out waveformsleep.com and get in on the unbelievable warehouse sale prices. Go snag up one of these power bases before it's too late and put in promo code CougarCast at checkout. CougarCast at checkout and you will get 20% off your adjustable power base. Waveformsleep.com and now, the Cougars are five and, oh, they look good. And they are a load of fun to watch play football. Shirts, and this is CougarCast. Appreciate you tuning in once again to another edition of CougarCast, a joyful edition. The Cougars are rolling, baby. They showed a little moxie against the Houston Cougars. Uh, tremendous comeback effort. It was looking dicey at the end of three. And then 29 unanswered points put the Cougars to 5-0 on the season. And they now welcome the Bobcats of Texas State University to Lavelle Edwards Stadium for a contest of wills. Okay, let's meet the Bobcats of Texas State University Let's talk a little Bobcat football, huh? Okay, quick preview on uh, who they are. One and five overall. Maybe a little more frisky. Like slightly more frisky than one and five. Not that I think the Cougars are going to be having a problem against the Bobcats. Bobcats much smaller than Cougars in size, I think. Or are they the same thing? I'm not totally. No, Bobcats are smaller. They're not the same thing. (laughs) I wasn't a zoology major, okay? All right. So look, uh, here's here's how it looked. They opened the season against Southern Methodist University, the undefeated Mustangs of Southern Methodist University. And, uh, oh, excuse me. No, they uh, SMU. I'd watch this, actually. They lost in overtime, didn't they? <laughs> anyway, um, they, uh, they, they had a, a good contest against SMU. 
They lose 24-31. Uh, then they had a heartbreaker. Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. They were a little bit trickier. Just a little bit trickier than people thought uh, for the Cougars. But that's a double overtime game, 51-48. to So 0-2. They get their first win of the year against the Louisiana Monroe uh, team they win 38 17 against Louisiana Monroe in Sunbelt action they then go on the road again to Boston College and take on the uh, the BC Gold Eagles up there in Chestnut Hill they lose a close one 21 24 then they play the Troy Trojans and they lose 37 17 they're spiraling then they have another game against the Jaguars of South Alabama in Mobile. And they lose 30-20. to Now they come to take on BYU in Provo. So a couple quick notes. Um, they have been on the road for a very long time. Uh, the last time they had a home game was on September 12th. But they have continued to go on the road four straight to Monroe, Louisiana, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, Troy, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, and now they're in Provo. Five straight road games. That's a gauntlet. And honestly, this is a schedule loss just based on the way the Texas State schedule has been built up. It's, you know, typically when you would look at something like that, five weeks, take out that BYU is very talented and having a very good year and typically would be favored, just almost always would be favored against the Texas State team. I, I think it's a, a an interesting thing to think that this team is on their fifth straight uh, road game. So that, that's, a, that's a considerable, considerable challenge for Texas State as they find their way into Lavelle Edwards Stadium against the BYU team that is is really clicking uh, is facing some that faced some adversity last week and was able to come through and has legitimate playmakers. Cougars have the sixth best offense in America by total offense. Uh, they are cruising right along seven point eight. Six yards per play. That's not bad. Okay. Sixth best offense in America in terms of yards per game. 541 yards. That's moving it up and down the field. And second in America in yards per play. Only trailing the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's a big stat. The, uh, the Cougars, of course, are quarterbacked by Zach Wilson, who has made a jump. The last time we saw a junior make this sort of leap from their sophomore year to their junior season was John Beck. You may have heard of him. You may have heard of him. He's available. You just have to drive to him. <laughs> He'll help you out. You just got to make all the sacrifice. Okay, that's a fair. Zach Wilson, though, the dividends are paying. 78.7% completion percentage. But the real key on that is its explosiveness. To have 78.7% completion is one thing. And that's impressive. But it could just mean lots and lots and lots of checkdowns. It doesn't for Zach Wilson. 12 
0.1 yards per attempt. Again, the greatest metric to determine to t- determining wins and losses is yards per attempt. The Cougars have had the advantage in that metric every single game this season, and they're five and zero. So uh, it's a huge, 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 enormous number, and it makes all the difference in winning and losing. Twelve point one yards per attempt. That's second in America. He's just behind Mac Jones from the Alabama Crimson Tide. So uh, what Zach Wilson has put together has been great. He's also second in America in quarterback rating. He's over a 200 on his quarterback rating, which is outstanding. Okay. He's, (laughs) he's, he's almost 80 points higher than he was in his entire career coming into this. If you remember, Zach Wilson was a 500 quarterback who was a, a just slightly north of 130 quarterback rating, and here he sits 5-0 and into his junior year with a 207.68 quarterback rating. The kid is playing. He's dealing. In addition... Zach Wilson is playing exciting football. He's sliding and and being responsible in that way. He's making it so that he's taking less damage, which makes him more available to do more for his team. He's throwing the ball out there and looking for Dax Milne to make plays for him. Gunnar Romney obviously had a little injury, uh, but he's been relied on to make plays. But then even even further down, right, he's looking at Rex. He's looking at uh, uh, wheat. <laughs> he's, he's looking at the fullback. I mean, he's 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 gone down the list and he's trying his best to include everybody in the group. And this is a cohesive group that has momentum, and mo- momentum is infectious. And I think, by the way, I believe the opposite has happened to Texas State. I think Texas State was is probably better than what their record shows. Uh, not, I don't think they're going to beat BYU, but I do think that they're better than what their record shows. I think what happened is is they, they had the heartbreaker against SMU, and then they had the double overtime heartbreaker uh, against Texas San Antonio, and then they went on the road for four straight games, and the next thing you know, right, <laughs> you're, staring at, uh, you're staring at one and five, and you're rolling in to play a nationally ranked BYU team. I'm sure they're excited and enthusiastic about that. But I actually think that they've looked worse as time goes on, as you looked at some of their numbers and kind of what their execution has looked like, they, they are getting worse as the season goes along. The Cougars have just continued to kind of keep a momentum, um, you know, with the schedule that they have. But again, the, the high-quality play, Zach Wilson, Dax Milne's high-quality play, uh, and and uh, Gunnar Romney has showed up to play. And, I, and then... You can't forget, like, I, I, think, I think what Rex has done at, at that tight end spot has been fantastic. I think he's been outstanding. He's been outstanding. The depth the Cougars have at tight end is, is really something to kind of watch. I think we're, we're set at tight end for at least, uh, at least another three, three four years. Uh, not just with Isaac Rex, but just all, all the other players. There's the kid who, who contributed and... Uh, He's on his second year of his mission right now. He'll be back next year, and I can't remember his name. Apologize. Um, so 
I, I think I think that what we've seen is an increase. We haven't seen uh, dominant a dominant wide receiver game like that since Cody Hoffman. Uh, that's been that's about seven years. We haven't seen uh, dominance in that way receiving the football like we saw from Dax Mule. I mean, it, it basically turned into a two man game. And uh, and Wilson just looked for Milne, and Milne went and grabbed the football. I, I I think it's a huge thing that that Wilson has been able to throw downfield. He's done it with bullets. He's done it with touch. He's done it where he's thrown people open. He he has really taken his his play to a, another level. And the times against Houston where things are starting to kind of. Uh, look shaky is is I thought the Cougars had a hard time running the football a little bit against Houston harder than they've had at any other game um, this season and and like I said I, I just keep an eye on that that as as they're able to successfully run the football it does more to open up the ability to pass the football their play action numbers are still outrageous uh, it's just a it's just one of the main things that I'd look for now how good has Zach Wilson be been? I would say um, that without a an intense look at it, but to be at this point five games in the season, uh, 78.7% completion, uh, 1,600 yards, 12.1 yards per attempt, a touchdown to interception ratio of 12 to 1, a quarterback rating of north of 207 and over 300 yards per game, 328 yards per game. I would say the last time BYU saw a quarterback play like this was probably John Beck. John Beck's peak was probably a little better than Max Hall, in my opinion. Um, so I would go 2006. John Beck was the last time we saw somebody have a five game stretch like Zach Wilson has had for the Cougars in 2020. So it's been 14 years and a lot has happened in 14 years. So uh, that, that is quite, that is quite a thing. He's playing really, really fantastic football. He's, he's great. He's he is executing and doing things that are that are interesting. The next thing I you know, kind of the next check mark, one of the things that John Beck did that I haven't seen Zach Wilson do yet, and maybe if he's back again next year, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see more of that. But John Beck started doing the as a senior this 2060s, he was doing the uh the snapping and like legitimately looking over like Michael Reed <laughs> so that he could draw defenses that way, and then he'd just quickly snap his feet the other way, snap his shoulder across, and bang, hit Matt Allen for you know a, a little hitch. Um, he was he was doing some unbelievable stuff in terms of wide receivers. Like I said, Dax Milne, we haven't seen that sort of an effort in a single game since Cody Hoffman, so that's uh, pretty awesome. It was it was Austin Collie. It was it I it was it was high high level wide receiver play. It's fantastic. Okay, 
Let's talk about the defense. Here's the thing. If you've listened to the show, this is not going to be anything new. But I think it's still relevant. Um, why did the defense get better in the second half against Houston? Well, it didn't get better in the third quarter, right? Because we continue to still bleed and have a hard time against Houston in the third quarter. A little bit of trouble. So in the fourth quarter, what was the difference? I just think it was conditioning. We, we started to see Zach Daw dominate the point of attack on the line of scrimmage. Well, he'd been in all game against the same guys. Why was he suddenly unblockable? <laughs> right? And I just think that it was conditioning. I think he was better conditioned. I think he was ready to fight in the fourth quarter. And his uh, ability to maintain a, a level of play into the fourth quarter, the, the offensive lineman for Houston couldn't keep up with. By the way, it was a, it was a goofy game. It's kind of a weird game. Lots of weird, you know, uh, there was targeting, there's a headbutt, there's turnovers, and blah, blah, blah. there's all sorts of kind of weirdness that occurred. But I, but I felt like, um, I, I felt like the Cougar, <laughs> the Cougar defense, they are what, like, what Elisa Tuiaki is trying to do with these guys is he's trying to make it so that the other team, and, and Houston did it. They had a 16 play drive that took up a huge chunk of the third quarter and they scored. But that almost never happens. That may be, it probably will be the only 16 play drive, the 16 play drive that the Cougars give up all season. So, Elisa Tuiaki's, you know, he he's what his plan is 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 just you know the drop eight, send three, hope the three can create havoc. Otherwise, the eight prevent a big play from happening. By and large, it's worked. By and large, it's worked for his entire tenure as the defensive coordinator at BYU. It's not particularly thrilling. Uh, and it's it's really frustrating. And in times where you need the defense to make some stops or if a team seems to have figured it out or is disciplined enough to not shoot themselves in the foot and have a 16-play drive, it really, really, really makes you feel helpless. When you can't get them off the field, they're just methodically getting first down after first down after first down. 16 plays later, then they score a touchdown. You just feel like it's completely out of your hands and they're totally in control, right? And honestly, there's an argument for that and the emotion of that. At the same time, it is a sign of the defense having like mild success that it took 16 plays to travel all that way and score. So there is a <laughs> there is sort of like the silver lining, like, well, the defense did their job because it, it they made them really, really work hard to score. But at the end of the day, they still scored and they kept getting it on third down. So it's one of those it's one of those like, you know, double edged sword. It just depends on how you want to look at it. But as a fan, it is very frustrating and very concerning and very worrying. Um, obviously, obviously. It's a method that has, by and large, paid off for Elisa Tuiaki. I will say, uh, 
it's it's pretty boring. It's uninteresting. It doesn't force big plays. And it genuinely hurt BYU's ability to win football games on a regular basis when we had an offense that could not score points. But when you have an offense that can score points and you feel pretty comfortable that you're going to get to 30 points every single time you step on the field, and I do feel like the Cougars do that, if you play a La Situiaki defense, you're probably going to hold your opponent to under 30 points. So as unflattering and uninteresting and boring and even frustrating as the method of defense is, to expect anything different is wild. And to get frustrated by it is fine, and you are owed that, and please feel that if that's what you want to feel. But know (laughs) that it is what it is, right? The difference in Elisa Tuiaki's defense is whether or not play, if it looks dynamic in any way, shape, or form, it's almost, almost never because of a scheme call. It's almost never because of a blitz that was sent that surprised the quarterback. It's almost never because of play calling and scheme. It's almost, almost always because a individual player made a terrific effort. So with Kyra Tongas, Kyrus Tonga, <laughs> Kyrus Tonga sideline last week. You know, we we saw them struggle a little bit. They were fine. They held their own, but they gave up a lot of little plays, and they couldn't get, you know, the the opposing the opposing team off balance. And so what ended up happening is, you know, it, it finally got to the third quarter or the fourth quarter. The Cougar D looked more conditioned, uh, maybe stronger, whatever it was, they wore down, they wore down Houston's offensive line. And the next thing, you know, no points on the scoreboard in the fourth quarter, not because of play calls, not because, Oh, suddenly we were sending blitzes and things like this. Um, uh, things that the Cougars do, all throughout the game were just working at the end of the game because players were making plays. So it it's kind of it yeah, like I said, it's irritating, it's frustrating, but now that the Cougars have an offense that you feel reasonably well, uh you you feel reasonably good about their ability to keep the other team from or sorry, to to be able to go out and score 30 points or more, you feel really good about BYU's ability to keep other teams from scoring 30 points just because that's the nature of Elisa Tuiaki's defensive philosophy is, is that it will, it'll eat clock, it'll take time, it will be frustrating. Most teams don't have the discipline. They're going to have a holding call along the way, and the next thing you know, they're punting. Um, and, and also, you know, they make it tough when you get to the, when you get to the red zone, right? So I, I think, I think it's an interesting, you know, concept, but to, to get frustrated and upset because, because we're not getting pressure on the quarterback. We're not, it's just not the, it's just not what that dude wants to do. It's just not what his philosophy is. 
he's not going to be dialing up. He's not Dick LeBeau. Okay. He's not, he's not busy trying. He's not Bronco. He's not busy trying to scheme his way to pressure. What he's going to do is, is, is call what he's got and hope that his guys up front can beat the blocker and, and then make a play. So they struggled to make plays until the fourth quarter, and then suddenly it looked like the, t- the defense was lively. <laughs> so it's that simple. Um, one other thing, the Cougar offense, just to go back to the offense, one of the huge, huge, huge developments. I've talked about yards per attempt, and we talked about you know the, the over 200 quarterback rating for Zach Wilson. The, the other one is, is red zone stuff. Red zone stuff. If you don't execute in the red zone, you get yourself into a little bit of a pickle here or there. I thought that the Cougars' red zone, uh, they didn't get in uh, against Houston one time. And, you know, of course it was a bizarre circumstance. They went to Mason Wake, who is a good athlete, interesting player, Um but again, I'd rather put the ball in Wilson's hands, let him roll out. I'd even rather get it into Algiers' hand. I, I I would find a different place. Okay, I like Mason Wake, but uh, not not there. <laughs> okay, so I, I I just don't like. And obviously, you know, maybe it's different if he gets it, but he he didn't. Okay, and he's a he's a monster. So let him go block. And let's see if we can make a move and, and get forward. So, for me, um, they didn't get in that time. And that was, I think you could blame that on on Jeff Grimes. Um, but the, the Cougar execution in the red zone has been really, really strong. And it's been the difference. But you, you saw how costly it was to not get it there. To not get it, that was a, that was a big deal. And it, it ended up... Not costing BYU, but that is the sort of thing that can be the difference in a game is is not getting in the end zone or not getting any points on a, on a red zone trip. That can be, you know, the whole difference in the outcome of the, of the football game. Um, so this year, the Cougars have missed getting uh, points on the board. On four of their 29 red zone trips, once was because they they got stuffed against Houston. The other three times have been at the end of the game uh, where Kalania is taking a knee. So they're 34th nationally in that because it counts against them. But uh, honestly, if you if you take those three away, you know they've got in on tw- they've gotten points on 25 of 26 chances, with 22 of them being touchdowns. So. Again, that's fantastic. Um, I would, I would just say this, and this is kind of my last thought about the Cougar football team, as we currently stand. I've talked quite a bit about how it's interesting to watch what the manifesto of the BYU football program is, and that manifesto is is that the king of all else is exposure. And step one is winning football games. That gets you exposure. But then there's a second level to it, 
where you win football games, but you are really fun to watch. I don't know if you'll remember this, but a couple of years back, the University of Iowa had a football team. They ended up playing in the Rose Bowl against Christian McCaffrey and Stanford, and they got <laughs> they got destroyed. But uh, Iowa was undefeated all the way into the Big Ten championship game where they lost. But Iowa, despite being undefeated and highly ranked, were they were a boring football team. So they were recognized and they were high, but people weren't making a point of going and watching the Iowa Hawkeyes. The The fun part about 2020, because there's in a year there, there's not a lot of fun. Um, you know, with the lack of college football games and kind of, you know, the the weirdness of the season overall, the one thing is the Cougars kind of stand out, and Zach Wilson in particular stands out as a really fun development when they came out in the first play and they had the bomb pass to Milne and he scored the touchdown. I mean, gosh, that was fun. And at the end of the first quarter, I, I actually tweeted it. I said, boy, that's just fun. I, they are a fun football team. They are entertainment. They are excitement. And they, they are going out. And this is only on the offensive side. I just talked about how they're kind of boring defensively, but on the offensive side, they're fun, and they have a star. And so right now, people are talking about, well, are they going to be in a New Year's Six game? I mean, some people are wildly thinking they have a chance at the playoff. I just never – I just I just can't possibly fathom that. But the um, – those things can all sit aside. Like, through f- five games this season – the Cougar football team is getting exactly what they wanted. Like this is the exact reason why they play. This is this is the exposure. They're the twelfth or eleventh ranked football team in America. Um, depending on which one you want to look at, you should look at the AP poll instead of the coaches poll because it's a better poll. But um, you've got the Cougars in in that spot, so you know nice ranking. And beyond that. They have, you know, a, a kid who's in the Heisman Watch conversation. And beyond that, he, they're fun. <laughs> they, they, they're a fun football team. They're, they're doing, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes underhand passes in the red zone. And they're, they're, they're showing creativity and they're doing some, some dynamic things. And Zach Wilson is making some throws that are just unbelievable. They're awesome, right? Galling. <laughs> they, they, they just, uh, he's, uh, he is a load of fun to watch. Load of fun to watch. And so if the point of all this is for us to be entertained, it's the point of all this is to be a positive exposure for, for what we're doing here. I, I actually think that the Cougars are, are a great example right now of, when it's fun to watch football. And let me say something else. It has been a long time. You've heard me complain about this. If you've listened to my all-decade podcast, like the Cougars haven't had a fun team in a long, long time. There's been fun moments, but there hasn't been a fun team or a fun season in a long, long time. The last time was 2009. That was a pretty fun season uh, with a fun team with lots of people to cheer and be excited about um 
And yes, there's been nice players and there's been nice moments, but there hasn't been a fun season or a fun team in in a while. And I got to say, it's just really refreshing, really refreshing to think that you're going to turn on the BYU football game and you're going to have glee and be excited by how fun they are to watch. And um, even fun in, in moments where, and that was part of you know my worry when they things were looking dicey near the end of the third quarter against Houston. Like I was like, oh man, like the train, like the the fun of all this, the 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 steam powered going forward, you know, and just hold on tight and watch this thing kind of happen. It would it would not be fun for that to get burst because this has been really fun. This team has been really fun. And uh, I, I, I've really enjoyed myself with this group. And um, honestly, that's all, that's all we can really look for. Uh, as a, when we watch college football, with the setup of the college football system, with BYU not being in a Power 5 conference, with whatever you know the powers be and the standings, all of a sudden, look, the Cougars can't control any of that. The one thing they can't control is whether or not, or they, they try to control, is whether or not they're fun uh, and really, really intriguing and fun to watch and follow. And 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 you know, this group has that in spades. So, uh, I congratulations, congratulations to Kalani Satake and his staff. Kalani, by the way, was really good in that Houston game. He 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 didn't get too high and he didn't get too low. He kept it pretty steady and even keel. Uh, I think that that was huge and unexpected and it shows growth. Uh, it shows growth. So again, uh, that's good. That's you got to get better, right? We always got to get better. We always got to improve. So I think that. What Kalani Satake did against Houston by keeping it calm and handling himself there, and and then beyond that, you know, he's letting the team go, and it, and <clears throat> it's been more fun to watch the team be awesome on the field, and that's why they're fun, and not because we're dancing on the sideline or or any of that stuff, right? Um, uh, it's it's a lot more fun for Kalani to be less of the focal point, less chest beating and stuff like that. <laughs> and to see high fives after uh, touchdown catches. I, I just think that the, the Cougar football for 2020 has, has been a blast. And so I, I don't expect Texas state to be a huge issue, but I do in terms of wins and losses, but I, I do think that it's another opportunity to, uh, have an exhibition late night, Saturday night, uh, for the for the junkies out there who love college football. Like they're gonna be tuning in late night to watch Zach Wilson because he's fun, he's interesting, he's good. He might be somebody at the next level. Who knows? But the biggest thing is, is for a Saturday night attraction, he's he is that. He's really fun to watch this year. So, uh, so that, that, that to me, it's just an interesting thing. It's like, this may be this sort of feeling that we have right now with the setup of college football and watching this kind of ride as we go along. And as we get it ready for Boise state, it's like, this is kind of, this is kind of it. (laughs) Like (laughs) in some ways this might, this, this is, this is, uh, the best we could hope for, (laughs) And maybe maybe I'm being too pessimistic, even when I should be really really optimistic. But my point is 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 still still that that this has been fun and it's a good time 
to be a BYU Cougar fan. Thank you for listening to this episode of CougarCast. Please uh, give us a review on whatever uh, service you use for podcasts. I would appreciate it. Five stars, five stars. Helps other people find the show. So just, you know, it could be the, could be the good thing that you do this, this day. How about that? Also, uh, shout out to our sponsor, Waveform Sleep. Go check out waveformsleep.com. Put in promo code CougarCast for 20% off of what is already an outrageous price for an adjustable power base during their warehouse sale. Waveformsleep.com, CougarCast at checkout. That is it for this episode of CougarCast. Have a great time watching the BYU football team against Texas State. I think you probably will. Almost certainly, it's hard not to have fun watching this group. Take care of yourselves out there, and go Cougars.